0: Three weeks ago, actually probably four or five weeks ago, the Lord began to deal with my heart on the subject of faith and began to encourage me, if you will, to begin to speak on faith. And I had some other message ideas that I was interested in, and he said, no, you need to speak on faith. And so I began to seek the Lord about the starting point of that, and of course, it I was impressed by the Spirit of God that the starting point of that was how faithful God is, and to talk about God's faithfulness. You know, God always sees what's coming around the corner, as I shared with the praise team this morning. He always seems to know what's going coming around the corner before we've ever pulled out of the driveway, right? And at the, at the time, I just kind of went, okay, Lord. I mean, there wasn't anything on the horizon specifically that made me go that this was a reactive message, but within just days, there was some stuff on the horizon that I went, aha, thank you, Lord, that you got me started on this path. And then the next week, I preached a message on the faith walk and how to walk by faith. And of course we had our guest minister last week and didn't he do a tremendous job for us in this house as well. Amen. But today's message is entitled Dare to Only Believe. I guess I do need to do this, ushers. Some people may not have gotten the handout. If if you did not get a handout to follow along with the message, just keep your hands up. They'll They'll bring it to you. I'm going to Go ahead and get started. The ushers are coming now, so thank you very much. Hold your hand up until they bring it to you. Just a way for you to follow along with the message and to go back and review, quite frankly. Amen? Dare to only believe. When I was a kid, we used to say, double dog, dare you? Right? Anybody ever say that when you were younger? A double dog dare you? See, there's only one way to the treasures of heaven, and that is by way of faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary. It is, it is meant to be the object of our faith, the finished work of Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary. There's an old song that says, only believe, only believe, all things are possible, only believe. The importance of that course is in one word, only. See, we try to put our faith in a whole lot of other things. We try to believe in God and, God and, God and. And the message here is for those who would dare to only believe in one. Smith Wigglesworth, he said this, if I can get you to see that when you get rid of yourself, when you get rid of all human help, and when you get rid of everything else and have only God behind you, you have reached a place of great reinforced continual success. I think oftentimes we don't get the answer that we're looking for the miracle that we're looking for or whatever that may be because we have a tendency to spread our faith out in a number of things and 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 i would suggest to you today to dare only to only believe in one we live in a world that is filled with trouble we live in a world that's filled with lots of uncertainties things uh, are happening that we never imagined would be happening. There are so many things really that get in the way of our faith. Um, they become hindrances to our faith. And one of the worst win- it, it, uh, hindrances to our faith is self and this. Worst hindrance. See, faith doesn't depend upon self. I dare you to only believe. See, faith is must be completely dependent, codependent, and reliant upon God and upon God alone. Number one on your handout is God is able to do in us and for us what we could never do for ourselves. You see, it's when you come to the end of your own rope that that's where God is there to help you and bless you. And I i I' just reminded in my spirit of the time that I was on a uh, the fellowship of the sword quest, and I was seeking God <clears throat> on the fast day that we had to go out in the woods by ourselves and and uh you know the Lord and I was writing in the journal and and I was talking to God about how I was doubting and how I was weak in my spirit and how I really just wanted to quit. Of course, I know none of you have ever, ever, ever been there. And the the Lord spoke to me and he says, Rick, he said it in such a tender voice. He didn't say son, but when he said Rick, I could hear son. I know that you're at the end of your rope. Why don't you just let go? and I will be the net that catches you. That, I needed to hear that day, I needed to hear that that day, that I needed to let go of my rope. Some of you need to let go of your rope because you're hanging on to the very thing that's not going to bring you the deliverance and the miracle that you need. And I would repeat to you today the same words that the Lord spoke so tenderly to to me that day. Just let go of the rope. I will be the net that catches you but you and I have to let go of the rope. Galatians chapter two, verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and still loves me and gave himself for me. We just celebrated it in our communion Another great uh, quote from Smith Wigglesworth, and if you uh, uh, are just entertained by that last name, but don't actually know who the person is, he's one of the great faith heroes uh, of the past and wrote many great books on faith. And he said, the one grand plan God has for us is only believe. Now I need to say that again, because if you and I could get there somehow, The one grand plan God has for us is only believe. Believe that God is taking charge of the situation. You are absolutely brought into everything God has because you dare to only believe. If you could let go of the rope and only believe. I needed those words so much that day because so much of life had attacked me that I was at the end of my rope. But you know, it's at, it's when you're at the end of your rope that you're hanging on tightest to the rope. Yeah. Right? Because you know you're about to fall. Because there ain't no rope to grab hold of after that. And, it, and we have, I had that sense that if I let go of the rope, I'm done for. And I needed to hear the sweetness of and comfort of the. My father's voice said, "Nah, Rick, the problem is you've spent all this time hanging on to the rope, and I've been there for you. You could have let go of this rope the moment it started being a rope, and I would have still been the net to catch you. But now you're at the end of the rope, and you took a journey, Rick, that you didn't have to take, because I've always been there for you. Now, for heaven's sake, son, let go of the rope, for I will be the net that catches you. We should be able to see by now that there are great benefits for those who dare to only believe. I want to look at some of those benefits this morning. We're going to call the praise team up in just a few minutes, and we're going to have an opportunity to pray together. I believe there are some people that need this today in many respects and on many levels. Some of the things that we can access by, if we dare to only believe. Peace and hope is one. It's actually two, but they go together. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 2 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith. Faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Justified by faith. I I wonder if you saw it. Did you catch it? To dare to only believe, to, I believe that probably, and I hadn't thought about it before I stood up here, that letting go of the rope is that place where it's like, okay, only believing now because there's nothing else to hang on to but Jesus. I, I pray that you see that if you'll dare to only believe that what you'll find in that net is peace, you'll find hope. Because usually when you're at the end of your rope, that's when there's no reason to have peace, and you're surrounded by a cloud of hopelessness. Do you want to have peace and hope in the middle of the storm? Only believe. I believe this is number two on your paper. If you want to experience peace and hope when everything around you is falling apart, I dare you to only believe. If you need hope and peace when the news that you've received is hopeless, I double-dog dare you to let go of the rope and only Believe. In no way, shape, or manner am I standing up here and saying that that the human side of that is easy. Because the human side says, hang on tight to that rope because of the unknown before you, but we don't have the unknown, excuse me, not before you, but under you. We don't have the unknown under us, you know, uh, as, as a net or no net. We have God himself ready to catch us in every situation. I know that he can do it again because I've seen him do it before. I've seen miracle after miracle, and I know that he can do it again, amen. He's too good to not believe. But I dare you! To let go of the rope and only believe. John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my perfect, this is from the amplified version of the Bible, he said, my perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid, let my perfect peace calm you. Look here, in every circumstance, and give you courage and strength for every challenge. I need his peace and I need his hope to have the strength and courage to let go of the rope, to move forward. So, First thing is we experience if we'll dare to only believe is peace and hope. The next thing that you, you may just be surprised that you'll experience if you'll just dare to only believe is the power of God. First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 through 5. <clears throat> excuse me, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men but that your faith should be in the power of God. I wish somebody would say amen. Amen. Last week, Reverend Cross made note that he had watched one of our services, and he spoke about how many verses I go over in a sermon. And... uh, He followed it up with, I must be a master teacher. I'm not a master teacher, that's not my point, but I believe that there's power in the Word of God. Amen? Well, you guys, I could stand up here and opine and bloviate for a couple hours, but what you need to hear is not my opinion or my many words. You need to hear the Word of God because it's the one place that you can plant your faith in the Precious word of God that is forever settled in heaven. Absolutely true. It's never failed. It, every promise of the word in the word has already come to pass for you and I. If we would just dare to believe in the power and in the word of God. You see, your faith isn't in your power. Because I've been there where you know the, the grip that I had on the rope was figuratively, even spiritually, my hands were all cramped up in my arms spiritually and figuratively. We're all cramped up trying to hang on to the... Some of us, you know, it's not just the end of the rope. It's the last thread of the unraveling rope. Can I get a witness? You're hanging on for dear life. And then you, feel, then you realize, I got no more power. I, I, I wish that you and I weren't such that we had to get to the end of our own power to begin to depend upon the power of God. I wish we would just get to the place where we didn't have to come to the place of daring to only believe. That was our lifestyle, to live by and walk by, to think by, to eat, sleep, and drink faith. Your power is not, your faith isn't in your own power. Your faith is in the power of God. It's in God's power. Some of us, we get so blinded by the mountains, we get so blinded by the stormy seas that we lose sight of the the great powerful God that we serve and we lose sight of all the times that he's pulled us up out of the, the flood before, of all the times that he's pulled us up out of the fire before and we begin to grab hold of that rope again. You can only believe because of the power of God. All powerful. God is able. Our God is more than able. Excuse me. He is power and might. This God that you serve, this God that you worship, He is power and might. And He is love. Therefore, He loves you and me. And He wants us to simply believe only. I believe God's just saying, would you just only believe in me? I doubt he sounds that pitiful. There used to be a song we used to sing a number of years. Great and mighty is he. Great and mighty is he. Clothed in glory, arrayed in splendor. Great and mighty. Sing it with me. Come on. Great and mighty is he. Great and mighty is he. Clothed in glory, arrayed in splendor, great and mighty is, great and mighty is, great and mighty is he. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. (laughs) Praise God for the 1980s Integrity Hosanna songs, right? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Maybe we ought to sing them some more because some of the songs from today are a lot about us. Amen. See, if we try to win the battles on our own power, there's a real good chance we'll lose every time. Number three, we need the great and mighty power of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, and I chose to use the Passion Translation because of the power of how it closes out this particular passage Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 Now my beloved ones I have saved these most important truths for last oh, That's pretty good too for a starting point right Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and flowing through you. I, 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 I wish somebody could get that today. I wish somebody could uh, be a witness of recognizing that this very God that we're talking about lives on the inside of you. Therefore, his explosive power flows in you. His explosive power can flow through you. We do not have to Come on, somebody. We do not have to have faith in that rope we've been hanging on to for so long because that rope is a rope of weakness. That rope is a rope of self-doubt. That rope is a rope of sickness. That rope is a rope of whatever in life that we hang on to other than God himself, the power source. i got to have the power source. I'm reminded of uh, a few outlets at the house that I worked on and worked on and worked on. There were three of them, all connected together with one power source coming into one of them. Since I'm not an electrician, I didn't realize that the most important thing I could do first is to identify the load, the load-bearing wire. The load-bearing wire is the one bringing the power into everything else. I had to do some research to figure out that, oh, there's a load-bearing wire. You and I need to find the load-bearing wire in our life of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? Just saying, I was almost at the end of my rope on that one. (laughs) <laughs> and some might say at the end of my salvation no just kidding it was a six-hour journey let me tell you and then uh, brother Aiden he, he's been helping he'd been putting some tile on my wall and it's the wall with the three plugs of which I don't dare touch this should scare every electrician once I got them working I just never touched them again and so he said he said to me right we got to pull those plugs please don't pull those plugs. I thought he meant he had to unwire them and everything else. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But I think that it it bears witness to go that that I didn't know, I didn't figure out how to journey that trouble until I could find the load-bearing wire, the power source. And once I did, things began to come back to place. That explosive power flowing in you and flowing through you. I, I wonder today, do you believe it? Are, are, are we so filled with the human life that the human existence, the, the human trouble, the, 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 the doctor's report, the bank report, the this thing, that thing, whatever else may be going on in our life that we forgot about the power source, the load-bearing source that's actually in our life, our, our Heavenly Father? I wish we could just dare to only believe and nothing else. And nothing else only believe only believe all things are possible if you'll dare to only believe peace and joy comes to those who dare to only believe the power of god comes to those that only believe and finally the ability to persevere comes to those that would only believe now i don't understand all god's methods and why he does things uh, specifically and i don't need to his his thoughts are higher than my thoughts and his ways are higher than my ways or yours right so it isn't mine to ask how or why it's mine to just say yes right to whatever god says but i don't know why sometimes he makes us go through the journey that's before us to get us to a place to only believe Sometimes we have to take that journey. It's almost like sometimes he'll leave us sitting in the middle of our mess until we quit looking at our mess and start looking at him, right? And then he, and we're, and the whole time we're in there looking at our mess going, where are you? He's like, I'm right here, but you can't see me because you're just so focused on the mess. The ability to persevere. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13, 14, and I chose the message version for this particular one. Don't look for shortcuts to God. The market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for that stuff. Even though crowds of people do, the way to life, the way to God is vigorous and it requires total attention. Dare to only believe. Perseverance, by definition, is steady persistence in a course of action, steady persistence with a purpose, especially in spite of difficulties, in spite of obstacles, and from the dictionary, in spite of discouragement. Perseverance is persistence, in spite of whatever you may be facing. And you can get past the in spite of because you're being, I'm daring you today to only believe, to believe in the only source that can rescue you from the difficulty that you're in. Number four, if you need some motivation for persistence, think back on all the times that God has already brought you through discouragement. Some of you need to get a pad of paper out or your iPad or whatever that you can type on and just take a list of things that you can remember the time God brought you through. The time God brought you through. You know, I think it was uh, Reverend Cross last week that talked about prayer, and he talked about the the fact that uh, 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 before you bring your request to the Lord, to, to take 30 minutes to thank Him, and then he posed a really profound question: Do you have 30 minutes of praise in you? Do you have 30 minutes of thanksgiving? I mean, I walked. That was a that was a clear point for me to walk away and go. You know what? I, I I better have 30 minutes of praise in me. And, and my point being, all i got to do is think back on that last time. Think back on that time before that that he rescued me. Think back on that time before that that he healed my body. Think back on that time before that that he helped my children. Think back on that time before that when he rescued my marriage. And i got more than 30 minutes of praise and worship in me if I just take the time to write it down and think about all of the time. We should be recording all those times that God came through and saved the and now we're in a mess again And we can't focus any further than <coughs> Excuse me The boundary of the mess Might be time to get that little booklet out That little journal And have 30 minutes of praise in you Praise God Number four, again If you need some motivation Or per- persistence Think back on all the times that God has already Brought you through discouragement. Remember and meditate on the last time by the power of God you were victorious over that obstacle and over that difficulty. Did you hear me say? Remember and meditate. Don't let it be a fleeting memory. Remember and meditate on what what, what life was like the moment before God came through and what it was like when he was coming through and what it felt like after you got past that journey. Come on, somebody. So if you need some motivation to persist, to persevere, if you need the ability to persevere, look back. Count your blessings, right? Have 30 minutes of thanksgiving. Have 30 minutes of praise. Galatians chapter 6, 9, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we will not give up. I have written this scripture all of my ministry as I've tried to help other people, especially as I've worked with men. Don't get tired of doing the right thing at the right time. Not your time. God's time. You will reap the harvest. Let go of the rope. And just believe, only believe, And God, he'll he'll be the net, ready to catch you. Peace and joy comes to those who dare to only believe. The power of God comes to those who will dare to only believe. And And my final point there, the ability to persevere will come to those who dare to only believe. Now, as I get ready to close, if the praise team will... Get ready to come forward. Our prayer team, I'm going to ask them to come forward. Uh, it, 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 matter of fact, you guys can even come forward now. That would be just fine. That way you're, uh, you're in the ready, you're in position. Jesus talked a lot about faith. Uh, it was one of the focal points of his ministry was faith. Uh, all the time in his teachings, there would be something about faith. Um, Number five on your paper, faith heals. He taught us that. Matthew 9, 22, uh, Jesus turned and saw her, and he said, take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you, and the woman was healed in that very moment. A woman who had an issue of blood for years and years and years and had spent all of her income and all of her money trying to get this answer. I mean, she was hanging on to the regular, the only rope she knew. And maybe that's something to consider. Sometimes it's the only rope we know. Not after today. Now, I don't mean to prophesy or profess something negative, but there's probably going to be some of you that will walk out of here today hanging on to your rope. And you don't have to. There'll be some of you who will be clung so tight to that rope that you'll refuse to run to God. And you don't have to. See, I'll be encouraging you to take a step of faith today. I'm preconditioning you for what we're about to do here in just a few minutes. Faith heals. Number six, small faith can do great things. You don't have to be a Smith Wigglesworth. Or a Kenneth Hagin. Or a Pastor Dwayne. Or a Dr. Barkley. Heaven forbid, a Rick Lopez. Because you don't need great faith to see God do great things. You just need a little faith. I love that, that Christ included that in his teachings. He didn't, he didn't give us this ominous, daunting visual that we all had to be giants because in our humanity, we do not feel like giants sometimes. In our humanity, we feel crippled. We're hurting. We're diseased. We're sick. We're, we're wounded, whatever the case may be. <clears throat> and those things are difficult to get over. But we only need small faith to do great things. I'm so glad that Jesus spoke to our humanity in that sense. Mark 11, oh, I love this passage of Scripture. One of the very first passages of scripture that I learned in the faith or the word of faith movement, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that the words that he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever things that he saith. I just King James did. That's how I learned it. Whoever says to this mountain and I don't know what your now I know for some I know know what your mountain is but for many 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 others I don't know what your mountain is truly he says truly 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 I tell you for a matter of fact I tell you you can take this to the bank there's a net under you on this one anyone who says to the mountain go throw yourself into the sea and do not doubt in your heart does not doubt in their heart but believes that the words the words that they say shall come to pass they shall have whatsoever things that they say quit saying the wrong stuff i've preached this many times about it's about what we say but in this case i'm recognizing that it doesn't take great faith just a little faith Faith the size of a mustard seed is all it takes. So number six, small faith can do great things. Finally, number seven, oh, I'm so happy about this one. Because, you know, when we get to the end of our rope, that's when we get to the end of ourselves. And and as, as Smith Wigglesworth, I believe he said, that if I can ever get you to come to the end of yourself then I can dare you to only believe. And here it is. I love this one. I saved it for last. Jesus prays for our faith not to fail. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 through 32. The Lord said to Simon Peter, remember Simon Peter? He's the one that had such great, well, he had a big mouth. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never die. I'll die with you. No. And then just a few hours later, he ran off and he, and he cursed him and he rejected Christ and he left him and, and he failed. Anybody ever fail? The rest of you who didn't raise your hand are failing right at this very minute. <laughs> peter failed but so the lord said simon simon indeed satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat but i have prayed for you he didn't say i have prayed for you that you shall not fail he said i've prayed for you that your faith should not fail i love that there's going to be many times in my life that i'm going to fail my great god in heaven and, and if y'all were honest, you'd know that that would be true of yourselves as well. And I believe just like he was praying for Peter, I believe that he would, he would even say to me, Rick, and I w- you can put your name there, Satan has asked for you, but I'm praying for you. That even if you may fail, your faith will never fail. Woo! I could just stop at, Jesus is praying for me. Hallelujah! That's a pretty big deal right there. And if it was good for Peter, it's good for you. In closing this message, and then I'm hoping that you are already contemplating that I'm gonna be calling, not anybody out individually, I'm not gonna do that, but I am gonna be opening up this time, coming up as a time to come receive prayer. Well, I don't have to, because you just said Jesus is praying for me. in that case he ain't praying for your healing he's praying for your attitude but anyway we still need each other we need the agreement of prayer you need the laying on of hands you need the anointing of oil were, we're taught by the apostle Paul that if there be any sick among you let them call on the elders of the church and they will lay hands on you and anoint you with oil Don't don't reject that. Don't keep hanging on to your own rope. I go back to that day, Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm done, I I don't know how to keep going, I'm tired. I just wanna quit. I know, son, I know you're tired you're at the end and it was the lord i didn't say to him i'm at the end of my rope god he said i know you're at the end of your rope but he said just let go of the rope and i'll be the net that catches you jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith and as such he inspires our faith by his spirit since he is the author of your faith he is the one who inspires and anoints and empowers you to have faith when you need faith. He empowers our faith to be strong. He empowers our faith to enable us to stand firm in those situations. He inspires our faith by his spirit. I have a natural, all of us have a natural faith and a supernatural faith. Every human being in life is given a natural faith, but you don't need a natural faith when you're facing something that needs a supernatural answer. You need a supernatural faith. Jesus, who is the author of our faith, is living in us. That means that it's a living faith in us. And because he is life, trusting him fills us with his life. I have the life of Christ living. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Because his words are true. Trusting and obeying his word brings life. Our faith is alive. Your faith is alive because Jesus is alive. I often say at the end of a message, if you can believe it and receive it, give the Lord a praise. But I pray, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've been daring you to only believe. So now I'm saying, I dare you to believe it and receive it. I know that everyone i believe and i'm going to profess this everybody in this room will leave believing but not everyone will leave receiving the table is set if you will metaphorically let's imagine there's this monster table up here just filled with every possible blessing of god and he's saying taste and see that the lord is good come and dine he didn't Okay, forgive me. I'm not trying to get make you be perform uh, performance oriented, but he didn't say sit where you're at and I'll bring it to you and serve you. He didn't say that. I can I can go there and kind of, for a moment because he also says in James four seven, draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you. It didn't say I will draw near unto you and then you draw near unto me. It's the other way around. So if you're facing a crisis in your life. get over yourself get over your pride don't worry about what someone else says because I believe that Jesus is recognizing today that in this human life some of us are at the end of our rope and we are losing our grip And so Miss Diane and I, I haven't told her about this, but her and I are going to be up here. I'm going to ask her, Diane, come over here, honey bear. Take that anointing oil. We got prayer team over here. Prayer team over here. They're going to do that song again. I'm going to ask every single person in this room, I'm not asking every person in this room to come forward, because not every person in this room is facing that kind of crisis in their life right now. but I'm asking all of you who choose not to come to worship and to have a a voice toward the Lord and a heart toward your brothers and sisters who are struggling that we stand with each other and we believe together for those of you who will come to prayer today don't stand in line for me they're just anointed they're just as anointed as we are we're just going to join in this So, it's on you now. See, when when the Lord spoke to me in the woods that day, he said that I had something to do. And the thing I had to do was let go. (laughs) The old cliche, right? Let go and let God. Sometimes that's the real deal, y'all. Let go of your stuff. Dim the lights just a little bit for me in the house. Team, go ahead and start. And and as you feel so inclined to come,